I'm Kelly Drake, and you're listening to Hop In My U-Haul. Since we're social distancing right now, and I can't go out like I normally would for an episode, I wanted to tell you about some work that I did last year in the Czech Republic. I was spending a semester abroad in Prague, and I had gotten in touch with some people at Česky Rozhlas, which is the Czech Republic's public radio. I would be working on Dakuvolna, their documentary unit, with my producer Britt Jensen. And when I went into my pitch meeting, I thought I had come up with a really great idea for an audio story. I thought it would be really fascinating to look at how the Czech people interacted with their dogs. In my time there so far, I had noticed that a lot of people walk their dogs without leashes, and the dogs were incredibly well-trained. So I went into my pitch meeting talking all about the dog parks that I wanted to go see and the shelters I wanted to visit, and in the middle of my pitch, Britt stopped me. Sorry, but that's not at all interesting. I mean, yes, we do love our dogs, but why would a Czech listener care what a foreigner thinks about us and our dogs? She was right. Their tiny little noses and cute little paws had distracted me. My journalistic compass had been compromised by cuteness. So I was feeling pretty discouraged and completely lost because my only idea for a story had been taken off the table now. But it was at this point that Britt asked me a question. I didn't know it yet, but the answer to this question would send me all around the city of Prague, it would take multiple months long, and as well as teaching me about the place that I was living in, it also taught me a lot about myself. If you found out that there's so many dogs around here, what is missing then? Lesbians. I had just kind of blurted it out, and at that point my stomach was all the way up in my throat. I had been in this country for a few weeks now, and that was long enough to know that these people weren't the most progressive and accepting, at least not compared to New York. And I had just outed myself to a potential employer. Way to go. That's incredible. As it turns out, Brit is also queer, and so are some of the people in the Dakuvilna team. In the past, they had done stories about gay men, but never about lesbians. And, I mean, I could see why that was the case. At that point, I hadn't met a single Czech lesbian. It felt like some exclusive club where you had to know a secret code word in order for the lesbians to let you join. So, now I had my mission. I was looking for the lesbians of Prague. I decided one of the best places to start my search was Tinder. I made a profile and started swiping, and I was getting some matches, but none that really led to any engaging conversation. And I kind of hit a point where I realized that taking the approach of asking people to interview with you is probably not the best way to get them to respond to you on a dating app. So I had come up with a strategy to get more responses. I have the most interesting pickup line you'll ever get on Tinder. Want to hear it? Go ahead. I am a journalist doing a story for Chesky Roslas about the visibility of the LGBTQ community in Prague. Would you want to meet up for coffee and interview with me? That's definitely the best one. You work in Radio Prague? Yes. Would you want to grab coffee and interview with me for a story I'm working on? So, it wasn't just a pickup line, but you're serious? Yep, I'm serious. I don't think I'm the best one for this story, but you are doing your job really well. And by the way, 
I'm journalist too. Oh, that's so cool. What kind of reporting do you do? I had finally gotten somebody to answer my message. And she was cute. She told me that she was a journalist too, but that she wasn't comfortable going on the record. We talked for a few more weeks, and at a certain point, she started to warm up to the idea a little bit more. That's interesting, to be honest. I don't really know much about the Prague gay scene. That's okay. I really just want to know about your experience being a queer woman in Prague. You know what? I'm curious. Let's do uncomfortable things. If you don't use my name and voice, I'm probably fine. And at least you will have to buy me a coffee. She had asked me not to use her real name or voice in the story, so for now let's call her Sonia. What you're about to hear is not actually her. It's an actor reading some of our messages and parts of our interview. Sonia is 20 years old, and she identifies as bisexual. I was really interested to know if she, as a bisexual woman, found it easier to meet guys or girls in Prague. <laughs> oh. Well, it's definitely easier to meet guys. You know, if it was easier to meet girls in Prague, I wouldn't be on Tinder, definitely. She told me that she's just been lucky to meet the women that she's been with so far, and that it's not quite a common occurrence for her. So that's why she's on Tinder. Now, I'm on Tinder too in the Czech Republic, and I haven't been having much luck. But I'm pretty sure my game isn't that bad. So I wanted to know what Sonia's experience was using Tinder as well. You know, you are actually for the girl that I met. So I met three before you, and two of them were just <laughs> weird. And uh, then there was the first uh, that I really fell in love with. After her, I told myself, I'm just not going to be initiative anymore. I was curious as to why she didn't want me to use her name or her voice in my story. Maybe she hadn't come out to anyone yet? Well, my friends know. The people I'm close with know. And they are okay with talking about it. People don't look at me funny. Definitely not in Prague. It's different in the small villages or small cities. There can be problems there, but not in Prague, definitely. What made Prague different from the rest of the country? Did she have a community that made her feel safe here? I don't really feel that I'm a part of the community. I'm just, you know, I'm just a girl. I don't really fly the flag. There is a community and I know it, but I don't hang out with the people who talk about it all the time. For some people, it is the main topic of their attention, let's say. I think it's just a natural human thing. I don't feel like I need to be a part of a community where the only thing they have in common is their sexual orientation. But not everyone is like me here. Except, to me, it seemed like many people were like Sonia. So far in my searching, I hadn't found a single lesbian here. That is, until I met Becca. Becca's not Czech, 
She's an American, and she was studying abroad in Prague at the same time as I was. I met her at an event at my school, and she clocked me almost immediately. It must have been my Chelsea boots that gave me away. We got coffee one day and talked about what it's like being a foreign lesbian in the Czech Republic. Ah, yes, I have met many a girl here. Um, I've probably kind of dated like six girls while I was here. One of them um, was closeted. Well, most of them are closeted. Six girls? There must have been something that Becca knew about that I didn't. I go to a gay bar and there's all guys. Like, the lesbian community is either, like, a stereotype or closeted. Honestly, if you want to meet any gay girls in Prague, it happens on Tinder. Like, otherwise, they're just invisible. Yeah. Because the kind of... I've been talking to some of my Czech friends here, and it's, like, cool and trendy for girls to dress like they're gay. Pixie cuts, like, bangs... Um, septum piercings, even just like wearing dickies and vans and just like looking like a, like a gay girl. Like that's like the style here. Yeah, that's just kind of the style here, I guess, is to dress gay, which is super misleading considering in Southern California, if you are wearing like a long sleeve striped shirt under like a band shirt or something like you are like, hey guys, look, I'm gay. Like ladies, come at me. All right, hold on. Becca had met six girls on Tinder, but I had only met one. What was I doing wrong? Did I need to change my profile picture? Or, I don't know, maybe stop asking every girl I matched with if she wanted to interview for my podcast? That's probably it. Also, the girls will be like, oh, I'm bi. And then they just want to, like, hook up and not have any... They're just, like, bi-curious. They don't really want anything. They don't want to date any girls. They just want to, like, make out in front of their friends and be like, I hooked up with a girl. Oh, my God, I'm so angsty in check. Yes. I mean, we've all done the angsty lesbian thing at some point. I was very lucky when I moved here. Two of my roommates are bi, and my best friend that's Czech is bi. Or just really just a lesbian at this point. Yeah, and uh, so is another person I'm really good friends with. So um, I guess I just, like, attract gay people, like, as friends. I have that energy, I guess. It was becoming clear to me that my next step was to find somebody already on the inside to help me infiltrate the Czech lesbian scene. I went back to Brit for help with this one, and she introduced me to... Okay, so uh, my name is Barbara. My new informant. Barbara. She was a little bit older than me. I'm like, what, 32? But you can't tell, right? (laughs) And uh, so so you're good with flirting in English, okay? (laughs) Yeah, no, but you laughed at the joke, so it's okay. That's that's a good start because like Czechs have uh, really specific humor, so you need to have that. Uh, And lesbians, of course, uh, too. Barbara had been out and living in Prague for the past 16 years. I figured in that time, she would probably have some really interesting stories to tell me about the scene here. And sure enough, she spilled all of the tea. There was one club which was called Ačko. I I didn't catch that one. It was already closed. Only older lesbians that I am know the Ačko. It's it's like the legendary place. First, it was uh, like for the lesbians who were like really butch, you know, bold, with heavy shoes and like military style lesbians but they were also like these small groups you know like in the in in the real Albert like they were like these 
girls in high heels, you know, hating the butch lesbians, that they were like the girls from the football teams or hockey teams or floorball or, or some other dyke sports. So there was like these small groups and it was also really hard to like invade these groups when you're starting to date the girl from the other groups, you know, it was like you were meeting different people and you're like, yeah, it was like another drama. Those are only the stories I heard about the place. And then there was the new club. It was called uh, Le Malheur. And have you met Henrietta already? Not yet. Not yet. Okay, so, so uh, you will, I tell her her story from my perspective. It's also like how I know it. Because, of course, like the Le Malheur, like a lesbian couple had it. And they ran, ran the place and lesbians started to come there. And Henrietta was a DJ there. And of course, because like lesbians create drama. So Henrietta left Malheur. They kicked her out from the Malheur. And there were also like signs like, you know, Henrietta can walk in and it was like the whole lesbian drama with everything, like people gossiping about it, like Henrietta can go into the club and stuff like that. When Henrietta left, she started the Freedom Night, which is still to this day the only lesbian party in all of Prague. And after a while, like the Malheur closed. So and Henrietta for a while was the only place that everybody was going to. It was the Freedom Night. It was, it, it, was, it was changing places for, for the most part, it was at friends. It's a gay bar and the gay guys were always like angry. Like, ah, lesbians tonight? Okay, so we don't go there. Because they also had this like feeling that like the lesbians are invading the place and making it less cool. The gay guys are not really fond of lesbians. So there is always like a kind of small war. Seriously though, with the tape I have from my interview with Barbara, I feel like I could write a Czech lesbian rom-com with like at least two sequels. Unfortunately, both for me and for this story, I had missed the Freedom Night that month by just a few days. And this was my last month in Prague, so I wasn't going to be able to catch another one. At this point, I was starting to realize, if I had missed the only lesbian party in the entire country, how the hell was I going to find the lesbians now? You can try to go to Yampa Dampa. Wait a minute. Was this it? Did Barbara just tell me the secret? It used to be a place where also the gay guys were running it, but the lesbians invaded it. Uh, it was more like, it was like a kind of like a maler. And, uh, but now uh, new girls having it. I think they're, I think they live in a civil union and they're doing parties there. They like reconstructed the whole place. I haven't been there, but you can go there. Yeah, Yampa Dampa. No password or scavenger hunt. I was finally going to have my answer. But first. Okay, so now that I have all this great knowledge about the queer culture here, could you teach me how to flirt with girls in Czech? Yeah, I'm not even sure, like, and what do you use in English? I'm not so, I'm not so great at flirting, even in English. But I don't know, saying like, hi, and I think you're pretty, and do you want to get coffee? And, or if there's like pickup lines, are there any like good pickup lines, you know? I don't know, you know, I never used them actually. I was just, most, most of the time I was just standing there and like smiling and that was enough. But um, mm, if you want to say like, you're looking good today or something like that, it's Vypadáš uh, dobře. Dneska is today. Okay. Ti is like you. Uh, to is like what are you having? And slushy is like you're looking good. Gotcha. Okay. And then no pickup lines? I don't even, I don't know. Like, I don't think that anybody was using it. Like, though they are, but those, like, the super lamest, like, you know, you'd be like, 
you look you will looking like a dork if you use them. Okay, cool, gotcha. So I, I don't recommend it. Um, I also have one thing I want to ask you about. It's a little bit random, or maybe it's not, but yeah. So, okay, in my search for the Czech lesbians, I had stumbled upon a bit of a red herring. Well, not so much stumbled upon as got completely caught up in. We're seeing like like where the lesbians are in Prague, and he goes, "You have to go to the carnival." I had been hearing that there may have been this carnival where all of the lesbians apparently were hiding. And it wasn't just one person who thought they saw a lesbian at the carnival. These were like four or five people whose gaydars I trust that had told me they saw this. I was so excited by the prospect of a lesbian carnival hiding in plain sight, and I spent entirely too long trying to get to the bottom of that mystery. Do you know about a carnival? No. As it turns out, it was just a carnival. Maybe I would have been able to find some lesbians there if I went looking, but Barbara had just given me a much better lead. Yampa Dampa, the only lesbian bar in all of Prague, which also probably means it's the only lesbian bar in the entire country. So one night, I set out to Yampa Dampa. I was a little bit nervous. I had created this image of it in my head and I didn't really know what I was actually going to be walking into. If you're wondering what I was imagining, it was like the planet, but a speakeasy. Even if it wasn't exactly like that, though, any bar where I could go and not have to be worried about men dancing on me was going to be refreshing, to say the least. When I arrived at Yampa Dampa, I was surprised that from the outside, it didn't really look much different than any other restaurant or coffee shop in Prague. You walk in the door and go down this set of stairs into a dungeony basement type space. And there's music playing, and it's actually quite similar to Cubbyhole. But something that surprised me about Yampa Dampa is that there were only butch women there. Like, aside from myself and the girl that I had brought with me, there was only one other femme couple in the entire place. It was strange, because these butch women kind of scared me. And that's not typically what they do to me. Not a single person I approached wanted to interview. But, I mean, I could see why, right? I was this 20-year-old foreigner bouncing around with my microphone, asking them to talk about being lesbians on the radio. Even still, I couldn't get one of these beautiful and intimidating women to talk to me. I wasn't about to let that ruin my night. I had some drinks, and I danced with the girl I'd brought with me. One of the highlights of the night for me was being the only people out on the dance floor slow dancing when What's Up by the Four Non Blondes came on. After a long and difficult search, I had finally found what I was looking for. I brought my tape from that night back to Brit, and she was thoroughly entertained by my inability to pick up a butch babe at Yampa Dampa. Nonetheless, we had our story. At the end of it all, I thought back to something Barbara had told me in our interview. When the Prague Pride started, I think it's kind of split the community, because there were people who were like closely involved in organizing the Prague Pride, then there were people who were like, okay, I go. And then there were people like, 
were kind of like taking the idea of why we need this. Like, I don't want to go in a pride waving a flag. Like, I don't need that. And um, that's what kind of create like this split in the community. Like there were people who were like activists. Then there were people who were like queer and okay. And they were like the cool guys because there also something happened like the, like the mainstream cool gays have this feeling that they don't need to be activists because the activist guys are more about like, they are activists in everything. So there are people like also like vegans and like feminism and everything going on there. And then there are people who wants to just party and be gay and they don't need the activism. Why? And then there are people who like, they queer and they want to be queer at home. So, so it's not really like, I, w- I wouldn't call it a community. At the time, I understood what she was saying, but I didn't really get it. It was only when I went to Yampadampa and saw a little bit of it for myself that it all started to click. In Prague, it seemed to me that the lesbian identity has been, at least in what is publicly visible, largely equated with the butch identity. Butch women in Prague can't hide. They wear their identity on their sleeve. Or in their heavy military-style boots, as Barbara might say. The femme women that I spoke to, who were few and far between, had told me they were more comfortable in spaces where their sexuality wasn't being looked at. I brought this back to New York with me, and it had me thinking about the ways lesbians are perceived in my community. The work I did in Prague changed my perspective, and it set me on a path that I'm really excited to continue exploring. And if I learned nothing else in my three months there, it's that reporting for the radio is definitely not a good strategy for picking up women. Hopefully hosting a podcast works out a little bit better for me in the future. Once again, I'm Kelly Drake, and this has been Hop in My U-Haul. Major thank yous to Chesky Roslas, the Dr. Vilna team, and especially Britt Jensen. The part of Sonia was voiced by Johanna Ajvold. The music you heard in this episode is by Kate Gallagher and the band Recreational Mouthwash. Of course, thank you to WNYU Radio and Shane Patterson for helping make this podcast happen. For more, check out previous episodes or find at Hop in My U-Haul on Instagram and at Kelly M. Drake 19 on Twitter. See you next time.